When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo and AJ coming to you live on another Avalanche off day. Two days off in a row, AJ. It feels weird, to be honest, more than anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you say days off, but... Yeah, it, we're not actually really... off. We're all working, but, you know... <laughs> Megan dropped the Bedner piece yesterday. I wrote about college free agents. Uh, we're doing this today. I've got I'm working on my Sam Gerard piece for this week. It is yeah, weird dude. to not have a game today, though. Like it is very weird rhythm to be like, "What do I do now? What's happening now? I don't have to be somewhere this evening. What? Yeah, this is the first time in four weeks that we have not had a game on a second consecutive day. Yep. So. It's... Weird vibes, to say the least. Kind of uh, glorious. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll really set it on Sunday when you get another two days off. <laughs> yeah. When I wake up guilt-free and watch uh, yeah, watch Saturday race. Night's Race because we're going to be busy yeah, during that working race. Working the middle of the race because yeah. somehow he has played 8.30? Why? Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yesterday, we talked a lot about potential Avs matchups in the playoffs. Don't have to get into the complications, AJ, but really quick, Minnesota or Dallas, who do you want? Seattle. Yeah, I, that's a different set of Seattle. places. Sure, you can uh, want Seattle. Uh, Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. They both scare the crap out of me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I... They both scare the crap out of me with current health abs. Um, okay, that's fair. A healthier version of the abs and different conversation for me, but this version of the abs, that makes me very nervous. All right. Fair enough. Not going to argue on that one. What we actually wanted to talk about today, though, was not necessarily the abs playoff matchup, but the races for the playoffs throughout the uh, the whole league, to be honest. There's, there's quite a few still going on. Uh, I think there isn't a team left that has more than eight games left on the season. So at most teams have 16 points still out there on the board. Mm -hmm. Uh, With that being said, Boston already has the president's trophy locked up. Cool. Not uh, there will not be a race in that division. And, And it goes beyond just Boston, to be clear. Toronto has also already clinched a playoff spot. Uh, in the Atlantic, and Tampa yeah. is is not going to be caught for the third spot there. So that division is set. At least that one's easy. Yeah. Well, in the Metro, all three of those teams have also clinched. Uh, Carolina, Jersey, and the Rangers. They're just working on seeding. Yeah, a whole lot to play for still there compared to that. Technically, Atlantic. the Rangers could still win that division. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's New Jersey and Carolina, right, that are really duking that one out. But Probably. But if you look at the last 10 and you look at, like, 
The Rangers like, are the hey. only one winning games. Yeah, like sure. the Rangers have made up ground to make it interesting. Can they continue to? Can they make up five points in seven games? I don't think so, <laughs> but that's literally what it would take: is five points in seven games. Well, and and right now you would be doing that, and I know obviously this is what we're going to talk about today, but your your reward is the Islanders, most likely. Well, with the unbelievably hot Ilya Sorokin. Right. Like an Ilya Sorokin who has been a Vesna caliber goaltender all year and has turned it up. <laughs> like, he is unbelievable. He, he got scored on in the shootout the other day, and I was shocked. <laughs> like, he won, been... won that game, though. Yep. <laughs> That's because Darcy Kemper got scored on every time down. Yeah, he that did not look good at that shootout. I, no, <laughs> and that was, it was funny because we were watching the last Avs shootout that goes seven rounds. Jesse's losing his mind over everybody just taking shots instead of actually, like, making moves and things. Yeah. And then you go and you watch that shootout, and Darcy Kemper gets beat three times on three dudes that just shoot bucks. <laughs> they just come down and pick a spot and shoot it, and they it worked all three times, and you're like... I don't know anything about shootouts anymore. Hockey's hard, yo. <laughs> yeah. Did you, speaking of hockey is hard, did you see the uh, ump cam that they were using during the Astros game? I, I only watched the Rockies game yesterday. So they were using this camera. If you go if you go on Twitter, you can pretty easily find it. And it it, and it shows uh, an at-bat between uh, Jordan Alvarez and Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I don't know how they hit baseballs. tell me about it dude well so that camera that camera inspired the conversation of what's the hardest thing to do in pro sports um and people are like oh like a bunch of people are like i think i i think i might be able to get like a hit in baseball like i might get lucky one time and there's a bunch of people who are like i would never be able to score a goal in hockey like oh yeah the hand-eye coordination the the skill of the goaltenders the ability to ice skate like all these things people are like I think I could get lucky eventually. I think I could get lucky in baseball and get ahead. I, look, if you bat 200, you're flirting with being in the MLB. Yeah, right. If you shoot 200, you are one of the best shooters in the world. Yeah. There's <laughs> like, a pretty significant difference there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every year when a guy has a 22% shooting percentage, we're like, is he really? Can Come he really keep this up? Yeah. Come on now. And then it's Leon Dreisaitl, and you're like, yeah, this is for real. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, and then when we were talking about out east, you're talking about these races. You're talking about like, oh, what are they fighting for? Like, I know you always want to make the playoffs, but right now you're like, does Florida really want to make the postseason just to get swept by Boston? <laughs> Hey, they could be there, Columbus. You never know. I it's true. Like it could happen. But also I is is people love to point to that as like a hey, you never know. But also Victor Hedman was hurt for that. And that Columbus team was absolutely stacked. It, like, yeah, they went all the way in. Go go back sure. and look at that roster and it's like, why was that even an eighth seed? Yeah. That roster was so good. Had no business being an eighth seed. It, it, definitely a fair point. I had um, no business sweeping that Tampa team either. 
Well, I mean, let's we'll get to the the potential teams facing Boston in a second. I want to get back to your first point. Does does New Jersey just say we're good? We'll take the Rangers. <clears throat> I mean, no. So you'd rather play the Isles than the Rangers. I mean, that's, I that's not a confident face. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't feel like. Uh, uh, I. Do you want? Do you want Igor Shesterkin or do you want? <laughs> do you want Elias Sorokin? Yeah. Absolutely on fire right now. Like from a matchup standpoint, you want the Islanders because you're looking at them and you're like, we can absolutely beat those guys. But you know what the Islanders do just about better than anybody in the entire NHL? Is drag you into the alley and make you play this like... You will not come out of that series feeling good, that's for sure, yeah. Like, beat them up, like, brawl it out. Like, you are going to fight for absolutely every inch of ice that you get. You're only going to get 12 scoring chances a game. And then Ilya Sorokin is back there. Like... It's just, it's just miserable. And they, they tighten the screws on teams, on everybody. And they're, they're doing it. They have, they have honed their game. They are doing it better now than they have all year. And there's no Matt Barzell. It's true. So, uh, like I, and obviously, you look at the talent that the Rangers have up front, and you're like, ugh. It's, yeah, the the additions they made at the deadline, you go, wow, that's not fun. Don't love that. Yeah, and obviously, like, we talk, you know, we talk about Tarasenko and Kane and um, Panarin, Zibanejad, Chris Kreider, yeah. all these guys, right? Yeah. Like, yep. But you also have, like, Philip Heedle <laughs> as your 3C is having a 40-some-odd point year. Like, and they probably overpaid him, but that's okay. You, you don't hate that deal? I I really don't. I really don't hate that deal. At twenty three, a four year deal. I really don't I, hate it. So I guess like, what's what's the plan? Is does he become their two C at some point? Because if that's the case, then yeah, do not hate it. But if he's stuck at the three C, making over four million, I just don't yeah, know. But man. you look at the last three seasons, and on a on a rate basis, he's been about that guy. He's been about a 40 ish point guy for the last yeah, couple of I years. Mean, he just hasn't guess, gotten to play eighty two games. I gotta I gotta like <clears throat> shift my brain out of the world where the cap never goes up because if the cap goes up in the second year, that contract's totally fine. I even even as is, man, I think that that was a contract that it just made sense to me. You're basically paying you're you're right in that neighborhood of paying a million dollars for every ten points that you get out of him. Yep, which is and that's standard. That's the range. That's that's about the range that you want to be in. And as a, at twenty three, you're not looking at him having his career year right now and going, "What a huge outlier." You know, you you expect the ascension to continue. <laughs> yeah, and right, the prime is bringing, still coming. I bringing this bringing this back around to the Rangers as a dangerous team, I think that that depth is one of the reasons that it makes the Rangers a handful. But then at the back of that, you do have an Igor Shesterkin who has not been transcendent this year like he was last year. 
What a huge shock that he's human. <laughs> it was still honestly a really nice good to find goaltender, out. though. But yes, still quite the good goaltender. But you uh, look at you look at all three of those Metro teams, and which team do you really have confidence in winning two yeah. rounds? Because one of them is going to. I probably the the fun team would be New Jersey. Yeah, I don't know that I believe in them. I I don't know that I believe in Carolina either, though. Like, well, and a Svechnikovless right, Carolina it, exactly. is one where you're just yeah. like, they were already struggling in this part of the season, in the postseason, they were already really struggling to figure it out. You know how to how to consistently score goals was already a problem for them with Svech. Uh, very quickly, Anthony, we did talk about two of the Avs NCAA signings yesterday. Uh, I know there was also a written piece on them, so you can go check that out if you want. Uh, AJ, did you have any feelings on Andre Pavlek in disguise, Andre Pavel? No. Okay. I figured. All I know, all I know about him is what Chris Peters told me. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. I. You guys might be shocked to know this, but I do not spend a lot of my free time watching Minnesota State. Uh, yeah, if there was an as prospect on there, I'd have watched him. But otherwise, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> Turns out there's been an abs prospect each of the last two years. <laughs> so maybe next year we should watch Minnesota just, State. Just prepare ourselves for this part of the year. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. If the abs are going to give up on the draft and just keep signing guys out of Minnesota State, then we got to start paying attention. I guess. I We're guess, man. You. Uh, just wanted to, to get that in there. Uh, you look. When it comes to the Metro, I, I it really could be the Rangers. I could see I could see myself convincing myself by the time we have to do predictions that it's the Rangers making the conference finals again. Oh, uh, gross! Please, uh, yeah, don't do that. To it me doesn't. Again. I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I mean, do you trust the defense? No. But do I trust any like, of these other teams goaltending either? Not really. That's that's it's like you're trusting you're trusting a like a it's like the Rangers defense is like it's fine. Yep. They're obviously Adam Fox is the truth. The guy's awesome. You have a hodgepodge of dudes who maybe or maybe not can play defense beyond that though. Well and like, you know, the Braden Schneider, Keandre Miller, uh Jacob Trouba, a lot of size. And, so and like it's just it's inconsistent. Like Keandre Miller is a perfect example of a guy who can do some really cool stuff, but yeah. then you'll watch him just completely fall apart on another shift. Yeah, that consistency still isn't there with him, which starting to be a concern. We'll see. It's still still young, still plenty yeah. of time. It's just it really is a if Shesterkin is not hard carrying them. Are the additions that they made it forward going to be enough um, to cover up what might? I mean, are we talking? Is this is the, is the Rangers right now kind of like last year's Blues team, where the vast majority of the strength lies in the forward core's ability to cover up everything else? I, if they don't get elite goaltending, which is always the postseason X factor. So. In that regard specifically, I understand they're not the same when I make this comparison. That feels a little bit more like Edmonton East to me. 
and I they don't have McDavid and Drysaddle. They okay. don't have the like unbelievable high end. But it, we've seen time and time and time again, you just cannot outscore your problems in the playoffs. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's true. I it's a really really tough division to pick who's going to come out of it for me. So despite that one being pretty set on which teams are making the playoffs. Yeah. Don't, don't really is fully there, know how I feel. Is there an order of finish there that you think drastically changes things? Like if Carolina drops down to the two seed and, and hosts the Rangers, do you have confidence that Carolina takes the Rangers or would I, you have, would you have more of a, are you juggling more of a Jersey Rangers series? Cause if, for me, if Carolina drops down to the two seed, I'm picking Carolina over the Rangers. I just, I am. I, I understand it. Uh, the only thing I'd feel confident in is I think if the Rangers get the one seed, I I pick them over the Islanders pretty easily, I think. Do you want to fight? <laughs> is what it is, dog. I know where you live. You sure do. I know where you live. You sure do. And I, I look. Let's bring that attitude over here. Something, talk the in me, something in me as a kid, just the idea of the Subway series is just something that I love. I do, too. You kidding me? Let's go. <laughs> I'd love to watch the Islanders get into a knife fight with the Rangers. I think the Islanders will just do it better. Honestly, that's that's the part of this Metro division that I love is – Matchups don't matter. I think they're all bangers. I don't think Carolina and the Islanders would be fun to watch. Uh, I think every I think it'd be game a is really good nothing. series, though. You're you're not wrong, though. It would be a defensive clinic. <laughs> it would be one of those. It would be one of those series that I feel like goes five games. All five games are overtime, and people are like, "Wow, that seems like a great series." And you actually watch one of them, and you're like. Well, Carolina has 44 shots, but one expected goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, this is not fun to watch at all. Tough. It's a tough look yeah. for sure. And that's is, – is that more Carolina or is that more the Islanders or is that just the combination of both of them and how they play? I, it's the combo, right? And, and like, yeah, I, the I Islanders agree. are definitely going to make any series they're in slower. But Carolina specifically <laughs> – the way those two things go together okay um and like we're already talking about like the islanders like there's there's obviously they're they only have a three-point lead on pittsburgh right well that's is pittsburgh gonna hang on here yeah i mean pittsburgh florida like i guess if you really want to talk yourself into it like ottawa you did more likely Buffalo, right? If they, I mean, Buffalo's been so bad though. Oh, geez. That's yeah, they're seven. Tough. They're seven back now. I mean, they have a couple games in hand, but yeah, it's just it. It'd be really tough for either Buffalo or Ottawa to really get themselves back in it. <clears throat> yeah. Although, uh, uh, Devin Levi making his NHL debut tonight for the Sabers. Wow. The Savior is here. Uh, there's always another savior, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm so ex- like one thing. One thing I am excited about for the uh, off season is me trying to sell you on the idea that Buffalo should trade everything for Connor Hellebuck. I uh, sold. 
Even with Levi there? I, dude, young goalies are the biggest mystery box in the entire NHL. You have absolutely no idea. So, wrapping up this Metro thing, this Metro focus first period, uh, is there... uh, I guess, rank the matchups for me. Uh, Like, which ones I want? Yes, in order of preference, assuming that the Islanders are that fourth team there for the matchup. Okay. Uh, I want... Oh, man, New Jersey, New York's really good, too. I, I, I just <laughs> leave it as is. I'm good. I'm good with as it is. as it would be right now. Yeah. Hurricanes, Isles, uh, Devils, Rangers? Yep. Okay. I think my ideal would be Rangers, Isles, Canes, I, I wouldn't. I, again, I, that'd be fun, too. Like, yeah. It, it would be interesting to see the Young Devils team go up against a possession monster like Carolina, for sure. Mm-hmm. See how um, that defense holds up? A very quick thought at the bottom of the East here. There's a very real chance both sides of the, the Kachuk trade miss the playoffs. Just throwing it out there. Don't trade star players. Usually it's a bad thing. Unless you're, I mean, I don't know, was Matthew Shane a star? Yeah, he, count, he counted as a star for the Avs at the time, right? Yeah. I and guess that was, was a trade for futures, though. So the, a day, the day he was traded, he was their second best player. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, on that note, if you want to make a bunch of money betting on second best players, first best players, and Jokic to go three-time MVP, you can do it over at DraftKings. You don't think he's going to get it? I think the straw poll came out today, and it was all Joel Embiid. Even after he ducked him? Yeah. Well. You know why? Because it's Embiid's turn. I died. We're going to, I'm avoiding this conversation about awards that I despise with my very existence, but whatever you think is going to happen, you can bet on it over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts. Uh, When you sign up, you bet $5 on anything. You get $150 in free bets. You don't even have to get the bet correct. You You know what might be a fun bet? What's that? CJ Crone to lead the NL in home runs this year. He's already got one. He's got two, in fact. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then he went back to back after the three run jack. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, he definitely could. If he could stay healthy, he's definitely got a shot. Put it that way. Um, it's going to be Embiid. <laughs> I'm telling you. I, it does not matter to me, to be honest. I don't care at all. Jokic has two, which is two more MVPs than I thought a Denver Nugget would win in my lifetime. So, I don't care. He's also got bigger trophies to win. So Yeah, and, and like, I don't care <laughs> if Joel Embiid wins it. It's fine, dude. It's totally oh, cool. Then I love Joel Embiid. Go get it, dog. Rock chalk. Oh, of course. Of course. Can't bet on Kansas to win anything this year, though. They missed that opportunity. Uh, you can go bet on that, too. What, you, San Diego State? You a believer? Hell yeah, I am. Let's go. I'm here for that. I almost went there, actually, but then it cost way too much money, so it didn't go there. Uh, I tell you, I almost went to Rutgers. You did not. Well, yeah. that's crazy. I know. 
wouldn't bet on Rutgers in many sports either. Uh, so, you know, just just some Rudo tips on your DraftKings Sportsbook betting. Use code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See the show notes down below for details. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And it's Boyd in Ohio. Uh, also brought to you by Illegal Pete's delicious burritos for you to eat. Uh, there's 10 different locations in Colorado, so no excuses. Oh, I live in Colorado Springs. No, do you have an Illegal Pete's? Go ahead, go get it. Also, like, are you okay in Colorado Springs? You're not on fire, I hope. Stay safe out there, fam. Uh, but Illegal Pete's has got the fresh ingredients. Uh, go get it. What? Uh, nothing. That was just a there's a big fire down there right now. Yeah, I got it. It was just like, you were like, are you okay down there? And it, it's very pointed. <laughs> just trying to look out for the people. That's all. Uh, the same way Illegal Pete's is looking out for the best taste in burritos, the best happy hours, 3 to 6 p.m. It's a great place to pregame the bar. There's one just a couple blocks from the bar. So go check them out. Go get yourself some food. Go have a good time uh, with Illegal Pete's. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, mm-hmm. is any team in the Pacific for real? Well, let me let me ask you this. All right. No, let's take the ads out of this. Just sure. Dallas and Dallas and Minnesota. Okay. Are you picking a single Pacific Division team over Dallas or Minnesota? Uh, Which one is giving you pause? Edmonton. Okay. Why? Talk me through it. If Edmonton gets decent goaltending out of Stuart Skinner, I don't know if Minnesota has the firepower. I'm definitely taking Dallas over all of them. I'm not worried about that. How much does Edmonton's offensive advantage dry up in the postseason when penalties get called way less and their power play becomes way less of a threat? I, I just, it definitely dries up some. That's that matchup to me is just, hey, it's whichever goaltender falls off is the team that loses. So if it's Gustafson, Minnesota loses. If it's Skinner, Edmonton loses. Okay. The rest of them, I think Minnesota handles LA. I think Minnesota's as, kind as of just the better version of that. But great as Gustafson has been. How much do you think the defense in front of him helps? Oh, it helps. It helps a significant amount. It's not nothing. And do you think that that same defense, you're never going to neutralize McDavid, but right. Keeps him at bay. Let's say he only averages a point and a half. I, I do like, so again, I think Edmonton's firepower is a little bit underrated. I think they have, good pieces beyond McDavid. Obviously Dreisaitl, but I don't think you can sleep on the rest of that lineup with guys like RNH and and Hyman and and all these other pieces. It's 
even someone like Yamamoto, which I get a lot of people don't like, he's he's putting up decent productive numbers when he's in the lineup, at least. Um, I I do think even with Kaprizov, I think Edmonton has the advantage with the forward core. I get it. Could 100% see Edmonton's defense fall apart in the playoffs again, and and they just lose the series if that happens. But if they the can shitty get... part is like we can't predict which guys are going to get hurt throughout the right. The then, right, you have no you, idea. Like Leon Drysaddle's on one ankle last year. Darnell Nurse is like ripped up. Like his yep. lower body was was just torn to shreds, and so it was like really sucked that you didn't get to see them at full power for yeah. that series. Sorry, so go on. It, no, no, that that I was at the end of the the conversation there. I, to me, it, sure, Minnesota maybe an edge on the defensive side. I'm giving Edmonton the edge on the forward side, even if Kaprizov is back and healthy. It just comes down to which goalie blinks first to me. Well, so I think Edmonton obviously has that high end of the forwards, where I think. Um, where I where I wonder about Minnesota, where I think Minnesota did a really good job at the deadline. Uh, Oscar Sundquist, Marcus Johansson, Gus Nyquist. If Nyquist comes back, yeah, I hadn't hadn't been healthy, and you know I don't know. I honestly don't know what the status of that is. Kaprizov is supposed to be back, so I'm assuming he's in that lineup. Me too. Minnesota Minnesota just made themselves where. You know, they have a high end in Kaprizov. He's a wing. It's really hard to do without a high end center, too. But their depth is so much better than it was. And I and we're seeing that on display right now. You know, I know Matt Boldy's getting a lot of credit for carrying that offense, but it's really Minnesota's Minnesota's offense is getting contributions lines lines one through three for sure. And that's where that's where I you know that combined with great goaltending and a very very good defense, um, I feel like Minnesota's the team to beat out West that is not named Colorado, uh, that is not named a healthy Colorado. Yeah, uh, I I think you could. I I think I would lean Dallas a little bit more than Minnesota. My big thing with Dallas is I don't. When you get into their, when you get into lines three and four, I don't. I, I'm just not sold that they can compete, night in and night out. I mean, you're you're asking for guys to step up at that right that point, right? The young kids mm-hmm. like Wyatt Johnston and and Ty Delandria, that type of kid, to to have that breakout in the playoffs. If you're Dallas, I I, I can understand the concerns there. I also think that they have Jake Ottinger. Fair enough. And Miro Haskinen at the top yeah, of that defense. Their, mean... their defense is no pushover by any stretch. Haskinen, yeah. obviously, sure. You people, A lot of people have not liked Essa Lindell's contract, but he's more than serviceable quality defenseman back there for you. Mm-hmm. It, they did add someone like Max Domi at the deadline. If they get... Shooter keeps going, man. He's not who he used to be, but he's Perfectly solid back there. <clears throat> now, one quest been a nice little find for the stars. I don't know if it was worth that price, but who cares? yeah, it was. Point not. is, <laughs> point, point is that he's been a decent player for them. I, I just, I yeah. just can't 
shake that with Ottinger behind them, I think Dallas is maybe the more consistent team. I'll put it that way. <clears throat> okay. It's it's tough though. Uh, I, okay, I, so let's let's make this matchup specific. Let's just say okay. one of those. Let's take again. We're just gonna take Colorado out of this because yeah, <laughs> we talk about the ads a lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, let's say one of Minnesota or Dallas wins the division. Yep. Um, just for argument's sake, let's just assume that they don't have the top seed. So they are t- they are They're taking playing. on. Okay, Seattle would be Seattle. their most they likely would, opponent. Would, yeah, very likely Seattle. But we can open this up to the entire conversation. Yeah. Um, just 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 so we can have a fully a full conversation about it. But Seattle, Winnipeg, Calgary, Nashville. As as, give me a sure. ranking one through four. Which of those teams scare you the most? One being the scariest, four being the team that you're like dying to play. Uh, I think Calgary would be the scariest. Okay, why? Uh, that is a team that has enough talent where if they can put it together, can win a series. I don't think. And with Sutter coaching them, I don't think they can go far, but I think they could win a series because they're talented enough. Do you think if that's a team that gets into the postseason, it almost gives them a second A little life. juice. Yep, absolutely. Where it was such a struggle and everybody understood what expectations were at the start of the year, but they made the postseason. Now they're there, and now they're there to do a little bit of damage along the way. Like, does that not make them a little, but a little it... on the scary side there? Just because it's a veteran team that that has certain aspirations that you know Jacob Barkstrom could have a really right. good ten days. Exactly. One, yes, Jacob Markstrom could turn it up. Two, for as much as I agree with the idea that Sutter's coaching style does not fit what that team needs. Mm-hmm. His coaching style fits the playoffs really, yeah. really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's a team. And, and we've seen they're, they're a lineup full of dudes that we know can go off in the playoffs. So that's why they scare me. Okay. And number, number two on that list for me is Winnipeg for the exact same reason as Markstrom. If Connor Hellebuck is a little bit rested and sorts it out, that dude can just steal a series. Even with all the stuff going on for that team right now. Yep. And that, you literally have a head coach rolling his eyes at his star players post-game comments. Connor Hellebuck scares me more than the other two teams on this list. That's all it is. I'm not afraid of Seattle or Nashville at all. Why? I mean, Nashville, I think, is pretty self-explanatory. I don't think they're a better playoff team than they were last year. Roman Yossi is on Earth this year. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and we saw them just completely not be competitive against Colorado in the playoffs last year. I, I, mm-hmm. I just don't think they are built correctly to be competitive in the playoffs. Okay. Um, Seattle's fun, but they have no goaltending. Yeah, which goal? Which <clears throat> you're Hackstall, which means we're fighting anyway. But <laughs> you're you're Hackstall. Who's starting game one for you? You feel horrible, no matter what. <laughs> Literally, 
Philip Gruber is an eight eighty nine. Martin Jones has an eight eighty eight right now. Confidence, baby. <laughs> and so the answer like, is Chris Treacher. Yeah, how how healthy even is he? Uh, uh, it, but even beyond that, even beyond the obvious thing of who's their goalie, it's the same thing that we've talked about with Carolina. I talked about this with Jesse a little bit the other day. Who's the guy on that team? I get Matty Beniers is having a good year, but he's not having a I'm the man level year. He's having a 50-point rookie season. He's a good player. He should win the Calder. Yeah. The postseason is different. Right. (laughs) Their leading scorer is Vince Dunn, which, uh, great, awesome. Vince Dunn is amazing. Good for you, Vince Dunn. He's not going to – he can't be the guy. Obviously, Berkey's injury issues have kept him out a lot, Mm -hmm. and even his production isn't really superstar level. It's just very good. Mm Mm-hmm. The combination of the goaltending and not having the guy on that team, they just, they feel like a team that loses in five. Okay. And, and, and and let's be honest, that franchise has a little bit of the just happy to be here vibe. Oh. After last year where they went 82 games without scoring a single goal? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I do think that they are probably pretty pleased to just be part of the conversation. So, I, I, I think, honestly, I think Seattle might even scare me less than Nashville. Like, it might be Nashville 3, Seattle 4. Well, and if there's one thing about Nashville that you know that they have that Seattle doesn't, it's UC Soros. Yep. And he's healthy this time around. For now. <laughs> So confident of you. Well, I say that because, like, didn't he get hurt, like, game 81 or something last? Like, yeah, he got hurt, like, right, right at the, at the end. The end he got yeah. hurt, and it really sucked. <clears throat> Sucks to suck, so. as they say. Too true. <laughs> I just, with with Nashville, you are just, like, like they sold at the deadline. They have no Matias Ekholm uh, on that defense. And it's not like they replaced him. I mean, they replaced him with Tyson Berry. And... In the regular season, you can get away with that. Not in the playoffs. In a yeah. in a postseason, Tyson Berry gets targeted. Yep. Tyson Berry gets on the ice, and the opposing coach goes, "Send my top line out." Every single time. Uh, to our resident Wild fan, if you guys don't start Gus, you're throwing in the playoffs. Seriously, it's got to be Gus's job. How many mistake? How many times are we gonna see this t- this mistake get made with Mark Andre Fleury? <laughs> How many it. series does that man need to get pulled from before <laughs> we just accept that he just doesn't have it anymore? That, <laughs> you gotta give it to Gus. Yep. I don't think that I don't think that one's a hard decision. I'll leave it that way. And look, if you get into game three and Gus has not been any good and he's throwing, yeah. you switch. Totally. You are you have that in your back pocket. Yeah. You do exactly what St. Louis did last year with Ville Husso. You start that guy, he was the obvious guy to start it, and then if you need to make a change, you make a change and hope it goes well. We have, well, we'll talk about this after the bake, but we have uh, not talked very much about Vegas in this segment. Just just throwing it out there. Well, so, uh, Logan Thompson's hurt again. Uh, yep. Um, we don't know what's up with Mark Stone, but it looks like the rest of their guys, I believe, 
Um, I, I say this, but I actually don't know what happened last night in the NHL. Um, but I believe their guys are, are like set to be ready to go for postseason. I know Riley Smith has been out. Um, I don't know if they've suffered again. I don't know what happened last night, so this could change, but, um, assuming no Mark Stone and I guess even if Logan Thompson's in debt. Yeah, this is the correct answer. Do you take Vegas over either Edmonton or LA? Do you? Take... I, def- I definitely don't over Edmonton. I let's, don't know about let's, LA. Let's do this actually. So, uh, actually, let's do our for, let's let's save this for third period. Sure. Uh, let's save Vegas for third period because I think this could be a really interesting conversation. No matter what team you're a fan of, even if this has made you mad, you can get a great sports merch over at Foco. Go to foco.com today. Use code DNVR to get 10% off your order. Highly recommend their bobbleheads. Uh, I don't, it's kind of dope that we live in an era where you can just go to a website and get bobbleheads of like whatever sports team you want. Like not that long ago, it was like, if you weren't there at the arena on bobblehead night, sorry, you just don't get one. Like, (laughs) I mean, I, I really wanted to get Z one of the like Charlie Blackman like Star Wars days. Yeah, yeah. Like the really special edition, special edition ones. Like there's literally five thousand in existence, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, Maybe you know, a trash can somewhere. You'll have to you'll have to settle for the Foco ones, which isn't really settling. I mean, they they have dope merchandise. Even if bobbleheads aren't your yeah. thing, they've got sports apparel officially licensed for all major sports teams in the United States. They've got cool stuff like the the hoodie hoodie sheet hoodie hoodie cloth. I it's like a hoodie, but it's like super long. It goes down to your knees. It's like a it's like a blanket. Yeah, but it's got a hood. Blanket. Yeah, hoodie blanket. Sure. Uh, love those personally because I'm a I'm a lazy who sits on the couch all day and, and likes being warm and toasty. Uh, also have other stuff: pins, Crocs, polo shirts, you name it. They got you covered with Foco. So go jump on Foco.com. Use the DNVR code for that 10% off today. Uh, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, I. I just don't believe in anyone in the bottom of the West. Okay. <clears throat> so they've been doing this to you all show. <laughs> Vegas. Rank the matchups in order of difficulty for them. One being the most difficult, four being the easiest between Seattle, Winnipeg, Calgary, and Nashville. Okay. I still think Seattle's the easiest. Um, Specifically for Vegas? For everybody. I just don't think they're that good. Okay. 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 Uh, I, I, boy, I, I think I might, compared to what I did for the, for the central, I think I might swap Winnipeg and Nashville for them. And then I'd still be very afraid of Calgary. I mean, not not very afraid. That's overselling it. Yeah. The four deeply flawed wildcard teams, you're like, right. yeah. <laughs> they bother me the most. Yeah, right. That's a better okay. way to put it. Yeah. All right. 
I I just don't. <clears throat> And this is maybe this is going back into their history too much, but how many times have we seen Vegas when they're in the playoffs just hit the wall and all of a sudden they can't score anymore? They can't score goals. Yeah. Yep. It's happened to their two head coaches. Yep. A lot of the same core still. You know, Jonathan March, so William Carlson, Riley Smith, Mark Stone. A lot of the same cats that have been here for, for a while now. And, you know, with the added bonus of Chandler Stevenson, suddenly looks terrible. Which is weird. He, he yeah. played exactly long enough for me to be convinced, like, all right, I guess this is just who he is. Like, three years now, that guy has been rock solid and a huge feather in Vegas's cap. And now, all of a sudden, he's just like, I'm not very good. <laughs> it's, it's their own Evan Rodriguez, man. And they... They do have Vegas. This is does have a similar issue to a, a team like Seattle or, or a team like Carolina to a lesser extent. Jack Eichel's for real, right? But do they really have that dude? Especially with Mark Stone out, like well, and and even when Mark Stone's healthy, go look at his playoff runs. Yep. He's not. a great two-way guy, but that's the thing about great two-way guys. Yep. Is that you're almost always talking about how great their defense is in some form, and their offense never it can get really, really good. Like, look at Patrice Bergeron. You know, guys like that. We talk about great two-way guys, and almost always it's because the offense is the more limited of the two sides, where their defense is exceptional. Yep. And you look at Mark Stone, and he's an unbelievable defensive winger. Look at Val Nachushkin. Unbelievable defensive winger. Where does the rest of his game need to catch up? It's the offense. Uh, and well, and you look at you look at the depth of their forward core, and there's not a ton of juice there. Yeah, like you're, they're hoping for what? That Ivan Barbashev rediscovers last year's regular season form. Yeah. And the rest of his career is the anomaly, and, and he can get back to that. If you're looking for depth production, you're hoping for quality out of Carrier, and you're going to get whatever you get out of a Paul Cotter. If he's even in the lineup. Right. It's how much does Phil Kessel have left in the tank? You know, there's just a, there's a lot of question marks in the bottom half of that forward core. Well, and Kessel and Stevenson have been playing together and just not clicking. Yeah. It's it it's interesting. It, it, we've talked about this before, but it does feel like Vegas is the team that is has already fallen off the cliff. They just don't know it yet. We said that about Boston last year too. And and you know what? They grappling hooked back onto the cliff and slingshot it to the top. But <laughs> very athletic of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I mean, you know, Boston also got one and two C's for like $4 million or something. So. Right. It's some team-friendly deals. And, and again, regardless of how the playoffs go, Boston isn't running this one back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> they went hard, 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 hard at the deadline for a reason. Yep. They understood the math. They understood where they were. They saw the ages of their guys, and they were like, "This, 
This is it. All right. I, but I, for Vegas, do you think do you think this is it for Vegas, or do you think that uh, I think this have is, another one or two? I think this is the beginning of the end. I, I think if they wanted to, they could continue making the playoffs for the next couple of years, but it would be flameouts in the second round or What's, earlier. I, I know that this is, this is going to be premature because we still have the rest of this season to finish and then the entire offseason, but um, I think it's interesting that you're saying they could probably continue to make the postseason you know, moving forward. Because my question is, really? Yeah, I, I because I, look at that Pacific Division right now. Okay, I I hear you. I'm I'm telling you that they could be the modern day Pittsburgh slash Detroit, where like they can get in, but they're not gonna do anything. You're not it's a believer. It's Colorado dog. <laughs> Vegas could be Washington without the title. Sure, <laughs> same, same difference. Sure. I'm just saying, like, I if you project, you go, to, you look forward another year. Edmonton, I still think is probably going to be right there. Yeah. Um, L.A., I still think is probably on the come up here. I feel the um, same about Seattle, probably. Well, in Seattle, it's like Seattle's like my favorite off season. Ron Francis should absolutely go something awesome. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's Connor Hellebuck or Eric Carlson or Mark Shifley, like. Ron Francis should be like, like We're bulking in. up and being like, "Let's do this." Like he should be throwing bows. He should be getting a little nasty with some of the picks and prospects. He should be trying to. He should be trying to do more than going out and signing free agents every year. I'd love to see him actually get aggressive and try and do something with that Seattle team. Because you could you imagine like a blockbuster where they try and go get Shifley and Hellebuck. <sighs> Man, and then obviously they'd have to give those guys extensions because yeah, watching them sure. walk in a year would hurt. But oh, but I, I mean, I agree with you. I think they're on the come up. Calgary is now in a situation where their hand is forced that they have to continue to push well, and try and be good at least. Calgary, I, I think you and I probably agree that Calgary could easily run this back oh, yeah. next year and be real I, nasty with a different head coach. Yeah. Uh, One that understands how to how to properly utilize Jonathan Uberdo and not ask him to back check and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him fly the zone and score 100 points for you, man. That's who he is. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to ride it. It's true. Yeah, but then, I mean, you get down into the list. Are you really worried about Vancouver? LOL, no. But yeah. if Connor Bedard goes to San Jose or Anaheim, you got a clocking tick. Ticking you clock. sure do got a clocking tick. That's you got uh... a ticking clock because Connor Bernard, if he if he lands in in this in the Pacific Division, that guy's coming for that title. And that how... that becomes the team that scares you. Maybe not it, on day one. It, would it not be a little bit fun to have Z Gross and Bedard on the same team? I know they're both centers, but yeah, of course, and Troy Terry, like. <laughs> Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> if he has to come out west, I'm saying maybe that's the team I would like the most. That's all. Instead, he can just go to Columbus, though. And Please go to Columbus. <laughs> Please let us deal with Adam Ventilli and Will Smith and Leo Carlson and all these, all these fucking other guys. Fine, but... <laughs> just not Bedard. No, Bedard, please don't do it. <laughs> Um, I gotta ask you, AJ, as we're winding down the show, I, I'm gonna make you pick the wild cards. Who's in? Oh, who's not? Okay. 
Um, I think I have. I, I do have the Islanders making it at this point. I think that they're probably I pretty do safe. I do too. Um, I don't know if I believe I'm, in Pittsburgh though. I, so my thing here, man, is I am just not betting against Sidney Crosby. That is it. Historically, it's been a very bad thing to do. All yeah. that I this is coming down to for me. Am I betting against the I guess the clutch factor of Sidney Crosby or Matthew Kachuk? I no, I'm. Sorry, I'm, I'm betting against Florida on that one. Uh, and I'm putting my stock in, in Pittsburgh just because I, I just think that Sidney Crosby sitting at home watching the postseason on television. Uh, please don't unleash that monster on the NHL next year. Please don't do that. Please. <laughs> okay. So, so the so, Sidney Crosby. Monster. I think status quo. I think status quo out east. I think it's. I think it's the Islanders and the Pens. I think Seattle's probably made it. Uh, I think the separation there, just the number of games left. I think it would be really hard for them to miss at this point, and it yeah. would suck, dude. Like that fan base is all amped up, and it would be it would yeah. be awesome to have the Kraken make this postseason. Agree. So it, the Kraken making the postseason this year, one, it's great for the league. Two. It feels a lot different than Vegas, right? It feels yeah. like the Kraken fan base went through that first year. They got yeah. jumped into the NHL properly. Well, and then and then they're going to get. I think they're probably going to get rolled right on out of the postseason. I, I do too. There's just too many too many things to attack there, but it'll be a great like taste of the sweet life. That's how you make fans for life. Is is hey they made the playoffs in their second year and we were just happy to be there and and you this get is, you, you get the taste. This is how you make fans for life that don't piss everybody else yeah, off. Right, right. By being the world's most annoying fan base, Vegas, <laughs> where they just show up and think that they're entitled to everything because they had a cup run in year one. So as 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 Chad is digging into here, can Winnipeg stem the bleeding? Can they? No. Cling no. to life. No, you think they're no. going to drop it? Dude, I think getting shut out in San Jose while you are fighting yeah. for your playoff life is the ultimate locker room revolt. <laughs> like, has there ever been a better coup? I'm sure that there have been. Almost certainly, yes. <laughs> the CIA has been around a long time. <laughs> but, like, Watching, watching this relationship in real time between Mark Shifley and Rick Bonus deteriorate like this a year after Mark Shifley got run over by BFF Blake Wheeler in public and then Blake Wheeler take the fall for it. Now Mark Shifley's out there on his own, knowing that Pierre-Luc Dubois has both feet in Montreal already. <laughs> like, that is an organization that needs... That needs a bold leader to come in and wield a firebrand and actually make some hard decisions. And they've got Kevin Chevelday off running the show. Tough. Yeah. They, they, I see Jets fans on Twitter call him Kevin Take the Day Off because Ooh. he doesn't do anything. Ooh. And it makes me laugh. It's not nice. And it's a stretch. But I'm like, well played, guys. Because he doesn't do anything. Okay, so Calgary or Nashville then? 
I've got Calgary. I'm going with you. I'm 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 like going down with this Flames thing at the end of this year. <laughs> I'm just right not letting it go. I I was <laughs> all about it at the start of the year. I kept believing in the middle of the year. I'm just going to go down with the ship. All right. That's all it is. That's, sorry, that's just how it is for me. No. Ehlers, Ehlers at $6 million is just too much for the Avs for another wing. Yeah, they... You want to bring me to... Brendan Dillon as a third-pairing guy, though. I'm cool with that. I have, what, he got one year left on his deal? I have no idea what his contract looks like, actually. That'd be the only thing that'd be... I just really me. like Brendan Dillon because Evan hates him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, one more year at three point nine. Yeah, it's totally doable for Yo, a third-pairing guy. I mean, a little retention—it's fine. Yeah, I don't know, man. All right, that's a tough. You one. can you can have Dylan if Evan can have Zadorov. Yeah, he can go cover the Flames. Of course, he's free to do that. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. Uh, all right. Anyway, any any final thoughts on these these playoff races, AJ? Before we get out of here. Yeah, I mean they're gonna be fun. Right. Because, I mean, we didn't even really yeah. get into like the entire both the entire Central and Pacific Division seating. Who's going to finish where is still up for debate. It's I, it's still. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like we've discussed the Central's half of that plenty. So, oh, yeah. But I do think I do think it's it's pretty fun that you're talking about going into games the final. Matter. Yeah, you're talking going into the final eight games of the season and. We have one thing, uh, two things for certain. Boston has won the President's Trophy, Tampa Bay and Toronto. And technically, Tampa's not even certain. Technically. Technically. Um, they're fine. <laughs> it will be third out in the Olympics. Yes, it will be. Um, yeah. It'd be look, more fun if they caught Toronto, honestly. But For as much as I have hated this season's NHL schedulers, they got the end part right where there's going to be a lot of games that matter. Yeah. And imagine that schedule conference on conference at the end of the season. Yep. Funny how that works. Yeah. It should really be like your last 10 games should, should always be in the same conference. Your last five should all be in division. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. Um, Anyway, on that note, we're going to wrap it up today. Avs do play Dallas tomorrow night in what is a very large game. So we'll have that one on tap for you. Dallas tonight, too, in Arizona. That Dallas does play tonight. Let's go, Mullet Magic. Avs could use a little bit of that right and now. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for our pregame, postgame, all the good stuff. Uh, And, yeah, we appreciate y'all, and we'll talk to you on the next one.